Amazing. Happy Monday. I'm here every Monday and Thursday, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, talking about manifestation, keys to the universe, your I am-ness, and how to have a better life. So, hello, everybody that's joining. Love seeing all of your... Ted, hi. Love seeing all of your commentary and grand rising, grand rising. What's up? <laughs> I love your um, your handle. See you next Tuesday. It's one of my favorites, actually. Gar, hi. I feel like this is far away from me today. Um, so Project 369, I know that anybody that's been joining me with this knows that I've been reading a lot from Project 369 books, and they actually just sent me another book. I don't know how he makes these books so fast. He's like 26 years old, the person that created these books. So that's, that is what manifestation is. This person is mid-20s. He has, I have all of his books. <laughs> There's probably at least five of them. We can create anything. There is no limitation to the things that we can do. I'm doing much better. I had some weird stomach thing this over the weekend and I was just like, there's no way that it's from any kind of food or anything because I didn't eat anything out of the ordinary. Woke up in the middle of the night, like, this cra I was so nauseous, and I was like, what is this? This is so weird. Um, so I, I'm feeling a lot better. So thank you for asking. Joe, you're in class. Yes. Um, but as I was saying, the Project 369 books, this is a young adult that created this whole series, and... The information in it is, is amazing and it's really priceless. It helps you learn about yourself completely. And I'm going to read from it. He just sent me this book last week. I just randomly get books from him in the mail, which I always love to see. Um, oh, you're at, you're actually in real, you're in real class, Joe. Okay. Um, Okay, so I want to get started on this. So this is Project 369, the key, the key to the universe evolved consciousness. So we're going to talk, he talks about Jesus Christ a little bit in this. So um, I'm curious as to what people will say, because people get very touchy when you talk about um, Jesus, but it just talks about him in a different way than, than how we have been taught. In religion I grew up Catholic um, so it says who are you and who are you really I don't mean your name I mean your beliefs about yourself are you successful positive optimistic or are you pessimistic stressed afraid are you trying to change are you chasing fulfillment somewhere outside of yourself and every time I talk about this stuff we talk about the I am this who who are you I am every day you're Thousands and thousands of thoughts every single day. Who do you tell yourself that you are? I'm not worthy. I'm not chosen. I am poor. All of your I amness. Who are you really? However you're called to answer, your answer is right because you believe it. We believe what we tell ourselves and that is the cause of who we are. Again, I'll go to the quote. Show me the the boy until he's seven and I'll show you the man we are in theta brainwave state from when we are born or from the last trimester of pregnancy until seven years old so you're most impressionable and I was actually reading about um, a quote 
get the boy before he's eight or you're late regarding pedophilia. And the reason is, is because you're impressing upon the child's subconscious mind with this belief system. Whatever it is, that this is a normal behavior, this is an okay behavior regarding the pedophilia thing, but regarding show me the boy until he's seven, I'll show you the man. Think about your childhood from when you were born until you were seven. I know me personally, I saw chaos like you wouldn't believe. My mom and dad killed each other my whole childhood. Um, so my belief system is that relationships aren't safe and that um, I am not chosen because my parents were always going back and forth with one another. It was like we were just stuck in the crossfires. So who you are, however you're called to answer, your answer is right because that's what you believe about yourself. So if that is your I amness, your I amness is that you're not chosen, you're not loved, um, that you live a life of poverty or that you are fat or I am ugly or whatever those belief systems are that were instilled in you upon your childhood, that runs 95% of your day. Your subconscious mind is 95%, 5% is your conscious decisions. I'm going to get up and I'm going to cook myself food. That's a conscious decision. But on auto, what is on auto loop and play are all the belief systems that were instilled in your computer and uploaded into your computer of consciousness from when you were young. I was told I'm nothing and never will be. So there you go. And you have teachers that might say you'll never amount to anything. When you constantly hear these thing rep things repetitiously, that is what impresses the subconscious mind. So if you're constantly told these things as a child, whatever it was, and another thing is 70% of the things that were uploaded into our consciousness are negative, at least 70%. So you have so many people running around the world with 70% of a negative upload in their computer. So no wonder the world is projected the way that it is with so much negativity and low vibration because our computers of consciousness, 70% or more are negative. So how can we create a positive reality when 70% of what is uploaded into our consciousness is negative. Mine are, is it, mine are a disappearing act, folks, so I hide because I want to be seen. So I hide because to want to be seen was foolish and didn't work anyway. Sometimes my brain doesn't work at this time. <laughs> so I hide because to want to be seen was foolish and didn't work anyway. Okay, I follow that. I'll get back to that. <clears throat> the believer's name is I am. That is not only your true name, but also your true self. The believer has the power to believe anything they want. The believer also has the power to change their beliefs and thus change everything in their world. So when we are in these states of being and mind, our I amness, we have the choice to change that. But how many of us are completely unaware of what our I amness is? So we walk around in the world thinking that we're unlucky and that we just have a shitty life. That we're always going to have a shitty life and my parents were poor and my grandparents were poor so I'm going to be poor. We all have the choice to change what we want to create the life that we want. But if you don't have the awareness that you even have these running thoughts or these limiting beliefs, how could you change them? So that's why I believe that the conversation is so important because most people don't even realize that they have a limiting belief system. I can't afford that. My house is a mess. I have leaks in my roof. I'll never be able to fix it. You don't believe that you're deserving. But that is not like, just like people say with disease, like, oh, it runs in my family. 
No, your shitty food habits run in your family. Or just like we're all poor, so we're going to continue to all be poor. You have a choice in the way that your life plays out. But we are programmed to believe that we have no choice, which then makes us disempowered. Going back. That which you say I am to are your beliefs. The one who is tied up in their beliefs does not have the same power that the believer does. They only have the power to create beliefs that are in accordance with their current beliefs and they don't have much of an option to change their beliefs. So they're tied up in their current position and their current physical reality that they cannot create a new reality. And that couldn't be further from the truth. We can all create a different reality than the one that we're currently living in. And yes, you have to play with your imagination. Imagining creates. Imagination creates. Our thoughts create. And when we, when we clearly understand how much our thoughts create, we're going to stop thinking all the bullshit negative stuff that we think every single day. I want to get into, um, I tell you now, though, this is the, the writer of the book, that I have found Christ and I assure you that he is not a man that will fall out of the sky and save us all. And that's the biggest problem that I have with the whole religious part of it. And so many people that are in this cultist mindset that, and it is what we were taught. It is what was repetitiously taught and uploaded into our consciousness that Jesus is going to come here and he's going to save us. When the reality is, and when you hear the term the Christ consciousness, it is trying to achieve that level or state of higher being that allows you to be in the state where you can create your own reality. Where you can make miracles happen because you believe that and you have faith in that. I assure you that he's not a man that will fall from the sky and save. So I have found him to be the very essence of my being. I have found Christ to be the light. The I am within me and that I am within me is the same I am within you. I have found Christ because I see Christ in everyone and I have found that Christ is one. That I am within me cannot be separated nor divided from the I am within you. So when you look at even all the Bible stuff, there are so many different things. I am, I am, I am, I am. If you start to look at that as the I am being, the consciousness, everything is going to start to shift and it's going to make a lot more sense. At least that is my uh, perspective. Uh, that I am is the love and unity of it all. And there is nothing without it. Past our beliefs lies our true self, which is true love. This true love accepts all of us for who we are. This true love is within everyone and you just have to see past one's beliefs. The way you do this is to love your enemy for only then you will realize your enemy is also I am. So Neville Goddard always say everyone is you pushed out. So if you're saying to love your enemy... What I believe and how I interpret it is that you love your enemy because the people that are your enemies is you pushed out. There is something within them that is triggering a response in you because it is a reflection of who you are on the inside. So if you look around at everyone is everyone is me pushed out. What is it? What is it about this person that also is in myself that I don't like? And that's a hard question for a lot of people to answer because when you have to self-reflect, that means that you are the possible cause of the way that your life is, and you are. But we're taught that everything is outside of ourselves. Everything happens to us. But everything happens through us because it's all in the mind first. 
when we are just living consciousness. Okay, example. I was talking to someone this weekend and I was talking to him about consciousness and explaining this to him. And he said, well, that doesn't apply to everyone. And I said, I'm not just making up what consciousness is or that your subconscious mind is even a decision. You don't get to decide if you want to have a subconscious mind or not. You don't get to decide how your subconscious mind works or not. The subconscious mind is all based through science. They've been studying the human mind for years and years and years. They were actually talking about 400 years ago. Um, philosophers were talking about consciousness, human consciousness. And it's not a choice that you just don't get to operate from your consciousness one way or the other. Like, oh, I can choose if whether or not I want my consciousness to be like this. Or I can choose whether or not my consciousness is all that's been uploaded in me from when I was a child or even before past lifetimes. We don't get to decide these things. It's not a choice. It just happens. That's the way it works. I didn't make this up for fun. So, let's go back to state of consciousness. Your state of consciousness can be likened to your current belief system. Your state is your beliefs about yourself and your world. Your manifestations in your outer world are but reflections of the state you are in. Both your manifestation and the state you operate in work hand in hand. As we know, you attract what you are. And you cannot attract what you are not. So just because you want something. And I read about this a lot and just like what people are saying and things when it comes to relationships. It's like, I just don't understand. Like, why can't I find the person that I want to be with? Why can't, you know, I want a relationship and, you know, I just feel lonely and I want someone or I want to start a family. All these things of wanting means without having. Okay. Coming from a place and state of lack. So you attract what you are, not what you want. So if what you want is a relationship, you're not going to attract that because you're coming from a different state of being. Your being is I don't have. So like attracts like. If like attracts like and I am saying I don't have this, I can only attract more of I don't have this. But if I live in a state of being where I have everything that I need, I'm in an amazing relationship. I am loved. I am treasured. I am honored every day then you start to vibrate on that frequency and then you have a matching frequency that will eventually come to you. As long as you constantly affirm these things and you make that more of your natural state of being, you're eventually going to attract it. So if you stay in a high vibrational state or if you're shifting into a high vibrational state, while you are shifting, it doesn't mean you're just going to get what you want because you're like, I'm in a high vibrational frequency. I'm just going to stay in this high vibrational frequency and it's going to get me what I want. That's the fake positivity, right? So when you are, are in, the, in the process of shifting your consciousness to a higher energetic frequency, you're going to see things are going to start to move. And maybe it's not exactly what you want and that's the biggest problem is people don't believe in the idea of the mind creates or your thoughts create. So when they see something that isn't what they want, they're like, see, I, I knew that this wasn't, this was too good to be true. I knew that this was just a bunch of bullshit. That's called birth before land. You get things attracting to you that are similar to the things that you want as you are changing. So the more that you shift into a higher frequency, the more you're going to see things that kind of look like what it is that you want, but you have to keep persisting in that. 
because you're not fully shifted into a higher state of being. I hope that makes sense. Hi, Ray, that's just joining. As of now, there's infinite potential for sourcing wisdom and knowledge, and never before have you had such limitless access to information, which we haven't. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's from Hebrews 11.1. 1. Again, I'm going to read that. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So it's saying... You have to have faith in things that you can't see. Just like when you pray for somebody, if they're in the hospital or something, you're praying for it and you're having faith of what you're saying. And it's the unseen. It hasn't happened yet. But you have faith that it's going to happen. And then it unfolds into your reality. Having faith is believing in the unseen as if it were seen. Faith is loyalty to the unseen reality. So even though you have, it's really hard. Yes, I know. You feel delusional. Trust me, I get it. But for me, I like to do affirmations, but I also like to do uh, visualizations through meditation because it takes you into a state of being where you're kind of like awake and you're kind of asleep. You're in that in-between dreamlike state. And... It's much easier for you to see the things that you want there. And then it feels real. So when you're, you come out of that meditation, it feels very real. So instead of being conscious and thinking of like all the things that you want, you're like, this isn't real. This doesn't feel right. Once you go into a meditative state, you can literally go to your end, whatever it is that you want, any time that you want. I'm glad you have this book. These books are really helpful. Um, Leo, come here, bubbies. So faith is loyalty to the unseen reality. It is difficult. But I talked about this last week, one of the days um, where I could not change my mind. And I was having all of these repetitive thoughts all the time that were negative. And then I did the healing session, the energy session. That completely shifted everything. So that even if I start to feel negative or I start to feel like just not in a good space, it doesn't take me to the place of spiraling. Is there any people that spiral? Because for years, I was just spiraling. When things didn't go my way, like I would spiral. And since I did the energy work and I literally shifted all that stuck energy, I everything has completely changed. And it just feels so much easier for me to be able to get to a place of um, balance rather than imbalance where I'm just like, going in a downward spiral and I can't stop it. And now it's just like, it doesn't even faze me. For years, I'm telling you for years, this has been the case. No, I don't know Mark Houghton. I don't, I'm not sure if I pronounced that here. Uh, pronounce that right. Let me, the healing session, I'll tag him. He's amazing. Um, I talked about him before. The Conscious Catalyst. His name is Robert. He's in uh, Canada, so he does it over the phone sessions. But um, energy work is so powerful. And most people just always go to physical ailments and how do I fix the physical? Even for mental stuff, well, how do I fi fix the physical? Let me take a pill for depression. Let me take a pill for anxiety. If you have any of these things, one, nutritional deficiencies, but two, stuck energy and traumas. If you have stuck energy and traumas, 
that's going to manifest, whether it's a physical manifestation or it's a mental manifestation. So your brain, when we experience any kind of, not any kind of trauma, when we experience different traumas, our brain shape of our brain literally changes. So we can change it back through different healing modalities. I talk about EMDR um, therapy. Talk about where in Canada, um, what does it begin with an E, I think? I can't think. <laughs> okay, let me put Robert's handle. I will tag it. The there he is. Um, healer, guys. I I <laughs> I did two sessions with him already. I actually did another session with him last week, and then I started to feel not so great. And that's very common when you do energy work. Is like getting flu-like symptoms. Even like Edmonton, I think so. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> I just couldn't think of it. I started to get full like symptoms, sore throat. I was exhausted. And that happens a lot when you do energy work because you're literally clearing out things that are stuck. Like say, if you had a stomach flu or something like that, you need to clear all that stuff out of your system until you start to feel better. So if you've had stuck energy in your consciousness, in your all your energetic fields and your meridians, and you clear that out, it definitely, well, not definitely, but a lot of times you will get symptoms from it. And I'm just very um, susceptible to things energetically, no matter what it is. Like the frequencies of 5G stuff, like I am just very sensitive to any of that kind of stuff. So you can get um, a little bit of kind of a die-off reaction is what I like to call it, a die-off of that stuck energy. But once I released it, my mind is so much more calm. And it's kind of amazing to me because I've been living, you know, we, we just automatically believe that this is just, oh, I've been this way forever. Yeah, that's just the way that I am. How does a, ses a session go with him, like, in a nutshell? So whenever people do energy work, it's always very different. With Robert, it was really different because he's like, what do you want to work on tonight? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just feel crazy. I feel like my mind just keeps spinning and whatever. He's like, okay, let's let's work on that. So we worked on that the first time. The second time, for the whole 90-minute session, we worked on my lower back, which was really crazy. But he's like, there's a lot of dark energies back there. I need to pull stuff out. Um, and he was like making me kind of do some movements and stuff. He's like, how does it feel now? And, and things like that. So every session is different. My sister did a session with him, which was completely different than mine. So it's going to be all according to your energy that he taps into and then will help to um, move stuff around. So it's really, really interesting stuff. And again, going back to energy work versus the physical work. Leo, where are you, bubs? Leo. He's like chewing on his butt. I just want to make sure that he's good. Um, <laughs> the energy work worse. Hi, baby. Come sit here. Worse versus the, the physical work. People just don't believe in the energetic part of ourselves. We are energetic beings. Without the energy in our body, we're, we die. So... To only work on the physical aspects of ourselves without the energetical aspects is just completely foolish because that's what we are, but that's not what we're taught. Because if we were taught how to manipulate our energy, we would realize the magic that we possess in ourselves, which would then empower us to know that we can literally change anything in our reality that we want to based on here. But if your whole energy system is clogged, just like your heart can be clogged or, or your arteries or 
anything in your body can be clogged. Your colon is clogged and all these things that manifest into cancers and all different types of illnesses, high blood pressure and all that stuff is the same way for your energetical body. So if your meridian system is not clear, you don't have those free pathways and then things get stuck in different places. Oh, I have really bad hip pain or, oh, you know, my um, traps are really tight. We hold energy in different places. So when we go to people that move energy out of us, the energetic doctors, then we can start to have the free flow of energy and you will operate from a very different space. Just like if you constantly have back pain all the time, you operate from a place of pain and you are imprisoned in your own body with that pain. When you're free from the pain of your uh, physical body, you operate different, you walk differently, you get out of the car differently, you get out of bed differently, you clean your house differently because you don't have pain. When we are in the energetic bodies and those things are stuck, we do things differently. Our mind operates differently when we are in energetic pain. When we hold on to traumas in our body that is manifested as, it is energy, that eventually manifests into something physical. And nobody puts two and two together. Not nobody, but many people. The general population does not put two and two together that this trauma happened to me. I never took care of it. I never nurtured it. I never allowed it to be released from my body. And now I have manifested tumor growth. I have manifested poor health, poor mental health. The human body is truly remarkable. I'm an energetic doctor. I like that name, Crystal. Um, it's true, though. Is the Healy device... No, he doesn't use the Healy device. Um, I just want to look at some comments. So, yes, the um, physical doctors and the energetical doctors. If you have so many problems going on and there's no physical physical doctor that has been able to help you, like find an energy healer. They're everywhere. It's it's may not be common knowledge to many people, but these energy healers are everywhere. They can manipulate energy. They have mastered how you manipulate energy. And once you clear that out, like I said, you operate from a different standpoint. So once he cleared that energy out from me, that has been stuck in my body for God knows how many years. I am operating from a different space. So when things don't go my way or the way that I want them to, I don't spiral. I don't go into a depressed space. I just look at it and I'm just like, oh, okay, let's keep working on that thought. <laughs> he can't get close enough to me. You see him? Um, so you can just go in and rewire that and say, this isn't the way that I wanted it to be. So what thought caused that into my reality? And then just go back in without spiraling out of control and being like, you know, go into a state of depression or anxiety or not being able to sleep over it. You can now go, go into that or go into that thought from a place of peace instead of a, a frazzled state of mind. <laughs> he says hi to everybody. Um, okay, so the term unseen is a term used to describe your future. You may believe that you cannot see or control the unseen future, but I would like to tell you otherwise. You ultimately do see and create this unseen future every day. For there is not a day that goes by that you do not think or imagine. You may just say that this future exists solely within your imagination and therefore it has nothing to do with your physical world. However, the truth of the matter is that your imagination creates your physical world. 
You may believe that you live in an objective physical world, but you are actually living in a subjective world of imagination. Now that you're aware of this, you can deliberately choose to operate in the 4D realm rather than the 3D realm. So, if we understand that our thoughts create, then we will choose more wisely what we are thinking. As soon as a negative thought comes up, cancel it immediately and replace it with the opposite of that. You go to a store and you're like, oh my God, I love this. And then your subconscious mind, your child mind that was programmed, you can't afford that. Before you could even get that whole thought out, thank you universe for providing me with abundance to have all these things that I want. Immediately cancel these things out. This isn't new news, but okay. Well, nobody said that you had to listen to it then, so I don't know. And for your, just for you, since you commented that, there are people that don't know these things. There are people that do want to learn how to change their state of mind and being in consciousness. So to come in here with that attitude is pretty shitty because we don't start our Mondays that way here. That's scary. I have a wild imagination. And so many of us do have a wild imagination that runs rampant, especially people that deal with anxiety. So to be able to steal the mind from that anxiety, which I talk about a lot, comes from nutritional deficiencies. Not giving the brain the minerals that it needs to operate from a sound place and a balanced place. I always say erase and replace. I love that. Um, 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 let's go back. When you visualize and imagine having what you want or being the person you desire to be, you're indeed seeing a future in which that you're imagining exists. So just for example, people that want to start a business, it started in your mind before anywhere. It didn't just fall out of the sky and say, Hey, would you want this business? I'm going to give it to you. Everything that we have was an idea first. So everything that we have done in our world that is now in our 3D world was an idea in our mind first. If you look at all the experiences that you had, there was something in your consciousness that created it before it became the three-dimensional world. My yoga mat company. My soul mat, it's called, right? That was an idea in my head and, and it came to me when I was in Shavasana. So anybody that does yoga, when you're in Shavasana, it's... Um, your state of relaxation, it's called corpse pose. You lay on your back and you just, after class, after, you know, doing your hour long meditation and physical work, you lay there for, you know, however many minutes and you're in such a relaxed state. And any time that I was in that relaxed state, all of my answers that I was looking for would come to me. And that was before I even knew what meditation was. Like, I didn't really know. I just liked the physical part of the yoga because it was so close to dance that I just like really loved that. I didn't understand the spiritual part or the mental part of it. And then once I got into the more mental part of it and I understood that I was in a meditative state, I understood that all the answers that I was looking for would come to me. Not even things that I was asking for, but all of a sudden it would just pop into my head. So when I, cre when I was in Shavasana, it came to me that I should create a yoga mat because my of my wandering, wandering mind all the time. I'm like, if I had an affirmation that I can look at, to focus on then I would just be able to like master what I wanted to think or how I wanted to think 
And so I had this idea, like, I'm going to create yoga mats that have affirmations on them so that whenever I look down, whenever I'm doing a downward dog or anything like that, I see the affirmation. So I had no idea how I was going to do this. I never created anything like that. I had no idea who was going to manufacture them and how. I had no idea if I was going to be able to have images printed on a mat along with affirmations. I had all these crazy ideas and I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And I wanted to have crystals like, um, like in the mat. And then I was talking to someone else that does manufacturing. They're like, well, what if someone steps on it and then their foot gets cut and then they can sue you. And like, so I went through all these different ideas and then I finally decided what it was going to be. I saw it in my mind. I started to design them. I had no idea how this was going to happen because I didn't know anything about manufacturing at all. But I asked for the answers and I was told where to look to go on places and where I can get samples made. Had no idea how this was all going to unfold. I had samples made from two different places. Um, the first one was amazing. The second one was a little bit cheaper. So I'm like, oh, let me see how this one is. And the quality was nowhere near as good as the first one. But all of that started in my mind. I created it in my consciousness. So if I can create a physical product, why wouldn't I be able to create and also manifest all the things around me? Again, this is the subconscious and the conscious mind. So if we're constantly thinking from a place of abundance, abundance will come to us. But if I could have said, you're crazy, like you'll never be able to do that. Like, how do you think you're going to make that? Like a lot of people do this. They have this limiting mindset where they don't allow their imagination to help them create things because they believe that they don't deserve it or that they could never do it or why should they have it? I'm not worthy to create something so great. Uh, my ideas are not good. When you have faith in something, blind faith, because I, again, I had no idea how this was going to unfold. I just knew that it was, I knew that it was going to. There wasn't a question in my mind that I wasn't going to be able to create this. Again, I had no experience in starting a business. I had no experience in creating a product, let alone a yoga mat that had personalized printing on it. Because I'd never seen it. I was looking up yoga mats and I had never seen anything like what I saw in my mind. And then I created it out of nothing. So our thoughts create. That's the only thing that we need to know is our thoughts create. Whether it's creating something good or bad. Our, con our subconscious mind doesn't care if it's good or bad. I was reading something. I don't remember which book it was from. I think The Power of the Subconscious Mind last night. That our conscious mind, which is our thinking mind is the captain of the ship and the subconscious mind is the workers. So if the captain tells the workers what they have to do, they're just going to do it. They're not going to ask questions. Even if he says like, okay, I want you to drive this, this ship right into an iceberg. Okay. We're, that, those are the, that's what you're saying to do. So I'm going to do it. The same thing with our conscious and subconscious mind. Our conscious mind is our thinking mind. The subconscious mind only listens to what the captain is saying. And then it plays out whatever that thought is. So if we constantly impression our minds with negative things all the time, the subconscious, which are the workers, are just going to say, okay, I'm going to give you that. I'm not worthy. Okay, let's go grab some I'm not worthies and let's let that show up into your reality. But if you're the captain of your ship and you're saying to your workers, I am worthy of abundance. I have an amazing, beautiful home on the beach. It's 70 degrees every single day. Whatever specifications that you have. Your subconscious mind, your workers are going to say, okay, what do we have to move around in order for this to happen? And not saying this because it's magic and that you have to do nothing in order to get these things, 
but you take inspired action based on what your beliefs are. So if you want this amazing, beautiful house, how do you do that? Maybe you can call realtors and say, hey, do you have anything like this? You take inspired actions to get there. I'm glad that you like it. Um, Mary, hi, Mary. You just have to know that it will work. Exactly. I have like five business ideas. No clue how to start. Along with unworthiness, doubt, and fear, I could create an amazing future for my kids. So again, if you have the unworthiness, where is that stemming from? So you have the awareness that you have this unworthiness, right? So where do we start with that? You can easily start with affirmations of your worthiness. I am, I'm not sure if it's that you're not chosen or what it is specifically, but whatever that is, I said this last week, write down all the negative things that you tell yourself. What are the opposite of those negative things? Type those affirmations into your phone, screenshot them, put them as your screensaver, or just put them in a gallery where you can just easily look at them every time you feel negative. Look at all of these affirmations that are the opposite of what you're thinking. Do the reprogramming the subconscious by listening to audios at night. Certain frequencies reprogram the subconscious mind. Um, and then go into the meditative state. See what you get. The answers will come to you, I promise you. I promise you once you start to really get the hang of meditation, those answers of what you want to do will come to you. And if you have five business, business ideas, which one is the one that would make you happy? If money was not an issue, if anything was not an issue, what is the number one thing that you would want? Because that's what I asked myself a little bit ago. What is it that you want? What is it that you want? And I answered those questions very specifically. So there's a million different things that I want. Let's say that there's 10. Like, well, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. But what if I, if money was no object at all and nothing was in my way, what is it that I would want? And I wrote it down. Okay, well, what steps can I take to make this more of a reality? Even if it's the smallest step. Even if it's like calling your friend that owns businesses and you're like, hey, I have an idea. Like, what do you think of this? Or, well, in manifestation, they say not to do that. But just anything that is a small step toward what you could want. Maybe if you're starting a business and you're like, hey, how can I find what I would need for this? Say if like I want to create a clothing line. Because I did. I designed my own sweat outfit, right? I'm like, I really, really want to do this. So how do I do this? I drew it because I can draw. I'm not a fashion illustrator, but I can draw. So I had the whole idea drawn out. I was like, you know what? I need a fashion illustrator. Where can I find one? So I went on Fiverr. Fiverr, you can find pretty much anything. I found a fashion illustrator that literally made my whole, um, what the hell are they called? I forget what these things are called. The whole packet. And then I was like, well, let me get a sample made. So I looked at different manufacturers and different places, got different pricing, finally was able to get a sample made of it. So what did I did? I took inspired action. I could have just let it be an idea, but I, in less than a month and a half, I had a sample in my hands and it didn't cost a lot of money, but what are the things that you can do that maybe if you don't have the financial means, you can just make phone calls or you can just research things, make it more real for yourself. Five or uh, like five. F-I-V-E-R-R. -R. 
You can find people on Fiverr to write you a business plan. You can write, you can find people to design clothes, design t-shirts, um, write resumes, write research papers. Fiverr is an amazing five, like the number five. I'll post it. Hold on. Fiverr. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but Fiverr has been great. Like I had Fiverr, someone on Fiverr write a business plan for me. Um, like even if you want to like create a book or something, someone that can uh, design your book cover. There is so many different things and it's very inexpensive. Like I had, I got someone to write a business plan for me for like $30 or something crazy. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. You're not supposed to run ideas by people at manifestation. So the reason why I said that is because sometimes people have other intentions for you. I'm not saying everyone has bad intentions, but when, let's just say, I'll give an example. If you are trying to manifest someone specific, and let's just say you were telling your family member about it, and that family member knows that person, and they're like, oh, I don't like this person for you. That energy is then mixed in with what you want. So you don't want that any kind of negative energy towards what you are trying to do. Um, if it's someone that doesn't know you and they're, you know, a business mentor or something and you have a phone call with them and you're like, hey, like, I really want to do this, blah, blah, blah. And they just give you their general opinion about it or, you know, what you should do next or whatever. That's why people say that you shouldn't tell people about your manifestations until you've already have it. That's, I get that. Energetically, I get that. Um, but some people might not care. Um... Let me just see if I missed any comments. Okay, yes. I'm glad that makes sense. Um, breaking it down into bite-sized tasks. Exactly. Like, some people get so overwhelmed. Like, I want to start a business. Like, where? I don't even know where to start. Start with the smallest thing that you can think of. Just that it's an inspired action. Even if you're just like, I have no idea how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it. Instead of the mindset where it's like, Oh, I'd love to do that, but I'll never, how would I get this money? The how doesn't matter. If you start taking inspired actions and you have blind faith and you see it every single day of what it is that you want and you take those inspired actions, the universe is going to open doors to just random places that you're, you're like, holy shit, like how did I get here? I went from not thinking this could ever happen to I'm being introduced to like this investor that loves my idea. Like who knows you don't know where or how, but you can't say like, Oh my God, I only have this much money in my bank account. Like I could never have this. The how is not what you need to worry about. It's taking inspired action to go towards something. And then having faith that it's going to unfold. Continue to affirm. Continue to change the mindset from a mindset of lack to a mindset of abundance. Right? Literally starting. I love it. There are ideas or our desires or our passions are within us for a reason. It's not meant to just stay as an idea. If you have this desire, this burning desire for something, like that is a sure indication, like you should pursue this. Obviously, if it's for the good, not if it's like telling you to murder somebody, that's different. But if you have a burning desire to do something and it's something you're so passionate about, there's no reason why you shouldn't start somewhere. Because say you have this idea, then you're like, 
I'm just going to get a business plan. I have no idea what I'm going to do with it, but I'm going to get this business plan because I'm inspired to do that. <clears throat> then you have a business plan. So if you're talking to somebody about your idea or a person that's like, oh yeah, you know, I have a ton of investors that are just looking for ideas. You're like, oh my God, I have this going on. I have this business plan. And you're like, oh, okay, here you go. I'm going to post it. So if you missed it, life is super exciting in this mindset. You never know what lies around the corner. And it's so true. I mean, you could, you could, we have the choice to choose. Do we want to live in a state of, I'll never have this. Like, I wish I could do this. I always wanted to travel, but I'll never be able to afford it. Or my life is so amazing. It takes me to amazing places every single day. You, we have the choice. Most people think that they don't. You think that like a poor life is hereditary. Well, my whole family was poor, so that means I'm going to be poor. Hi, it's a mindset. What's the difference between you and someone that's a multimillionaire? The mindset. That's it. That's it. Maybe these people were trust fund babies or whatever, but that doesn't mean anything. There are people that had nothing, that were starving, that now turned into multi-multi-millionaires. You see it all the time. Then these people are, are life coaches and they explain to people how to go from a poverty mindset to a limitless mindset. That's the idea is we want to get to a, a mindset that is completely limitless. That we can, in our mind and in our mind's eye, that we could see that we could have anything and actually manifest it. A poor mindset is hereditary. And that's true. That is true. But we can break these things. Like I grew up with an Italian family. And I, I talked about this, I think, before. My um, my great grandmother used to hide money in pillowcases under in the mattress in drawers. Like after she died, we found money just like stuffed everywhere because they had this poverty mindset that they never had enough. So if we grow up with that mindset, like I said, the programming of the mind from when you're young and your family is like, oh, we can't afford this. Can I have this candy or can I have this toy? Oh, we can't afford this. So constantly you hear these things repetitiously. That impressions your subconscious mind. So then that hereditary mindset that's passed down is also passed down to you until you change it. So yes, I agree with that completely. Breaking the generational curses. Yes. What time is it? I'm always rambling on. Oh my God, it's been a lot longer than I thought. Um, but let's wrap up. I will see you guys again, possibly tonight. If Johnny comes on, I'm usually, well, I'm supposed to go on with him on Mondays, but we'll see. Um, we are going to be doing some, yes, Dale, love you. Both of my parents have a serious poverty mindset that it's been extremely hard for me to rework in my mind, but it is possible with hard work. It's true. Because my father, even, what are, you, what are you spending all this money for? Always talking about that. What do you, why do you need to have this expensive car? Because dad, why shouldn't I have it, dad? Why shouldn't I? You know what I mean? And um, wait, share what? A lot of our parents have the poverty mindset. My mom does not. My mom does not have a poverty mindset. She likes the best of everything to a point where it's like wasteful and ridiculous, but she does not have a poverty mindset. She never did. She had three kids and she worked two jobs to drive the car that she wanted or to have the things that she wanted or to dress us the way that she wanted us to be dressed. So it's, it's, it's interesting to see that. So I couldn't imagine having both parents have a poverty, poverty mindset because that was probably really difficult. But like seeing my mom as a single parent of three that she did everything that she did to have everything that she wanted. Like she didn't believe that she wasn't worthy of things. She was like, I'm going to have this because I'm worthy of having it. To whereas my dad's just like, 
why are you spending all this money on these clothes and these things and that blah, blah, blah. very different very different very different mindset um oh yes i'm gonna post it i'm going to post it oh good gary's calling you right now i'm probably talking to gary in like another half hour um so yes i will share this you want to meet her with me <laughs> she's a real she's a real uh pip my mom um, but I hope that this was helpful today and I will see you guys maybe tonight. If not, I will be on door of the week at some point, but if not Thursday morning at 930. Um, and yes, I'm going to post this. Oh, I was going to say my retreat was moved from January to March. So the retreat is now March 22nd to the 27th. And yes, we'll be talking about manifestation stuff along with am amazing other topics. Um, but we're going to be doing a Black Friday uh, promotion this week. So... I'll post that stuff in my stories and I'll post it on my post. Hopefully I'll see some of you guys there. <laughs> Dale, you know my mom. She's crazy. Um, guys, and, and Richard's asking for prayers for his mom. She's not doing well, so let's send her some um, healing wealth today. And guys, the book was Project 369, The Key to the Universe, Evolved Consciousness. This is their newest book. Um, so everyone have an amazing day and I will see you guys either tonight or this week. Love you guys lots.